Portland Electric Power recognizes local businesses, organizations, and individuals that partner with them to preserve the environment and promote sustainability. These are forward-thinking partners who are creative and effective in their approaches to promoting greater sustainability in the Tucson community. We are spotlighting the community partners in this special podcast series, and today we welcome Trevin Hooker, who is the Youth Outreach and Education Coordinator for Arizona Trail Association and so much more. So Trevin, welcome. Thank you. And I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for spotlighting us and um, for giving me the platform to discuss the wonderful things I get to be a part of. Okay, so I'm going to do a little bit of a different shtick here. Before we jump in, I want to share a little bit more about you because it's a wonderful story and just because I want to, so I get to. But <laughs> Trevin was born and raised in Tucson, Arizona, which is still a rarity. In the ancestral land of the Tohono O'odham, he spent his early years working, walking barefoot on hot asphalt to get them tough, playing and building forts in the neighborhood's arroyos and picking out stars in the night sky to name and remember. So I had to share that. So, <laughs> though he doesn't describe his early self as outdoorsy, he recognizes just how impactful nature was to his young self. So to me, Trevin, mm -hmm. I share that because it's pretty amazing and it's a perfect segue to what we're going to talk about. So I'd like to start with how impactful was nature to your younger self and how has it helped shape you? Oh, you know, it's so hard for me to compress that into um, even an understandable answer. Right. Right? It's a big deal. It's a big question. I didn't have a family that was outdoorsy. You know, the, the person who provided the most nature to me was my grandmother, um, mainly as a way to get away from my grandfather. Not that that was horrible, but she needed her space. <laughs> and she would take me to Payson with her best friend and, um, and I would play in flooded playgrounds. <laughs> um, I would go fishing with her and, you know, spend time catching crawdads in lakes and but there was no culture of outdoorsy. There wasn't even a colonial uh, culture of adventure or or conquer or anything like that. It was, um, it was merely just let's go do this. Let's go, you know, let's go do this thing. Let's um, let's spend time outside. And and so early on, I, I recognized that she she provided me a lot of um, you know background, a, a lot of uh, experience that um, it was never directly instructed to me. It was just there. Um, and then being in Tucson, it's 100 degrees six months out of the year. And the desert around us is harsh and it's dry and it's pokey. And uh, when you're a kid, you just learn about all the dangers early on. And being a kid who is rambunctious, who is anxious, I had a pretty rough childhood. Um, and, you know, grew up from a family um, who was in poverty and um, from a mother who was incredible and strong, but who raised two kids um, from a very young age. And um, so I really was out by myself a lot. And the urban world, the urban jungle um, was some of my first nature. I spent my early years doing graffiti and walking through the extensive tunnel systems under Tucson, um, learning about um, what homes looked like that weren't homes above ground, but homes underground. And um, I witnessed 
and experienced how nature thrives in our washes or arroyos and just, you know, just how wildlife navigates coyotes and javelinas and bobcats moving through the heart of downtown Tucson, um, connecting corridors from, you know, wild spaces out west um, all the way to the east side. And, you know, being a kid doing graffiti and <laughs> running around <laughs> while like navigating like wild animals, you know, like dodging javelina herds, um, you know, and like, uh, like watching red tail hawks, like swoop past my head um, while I'm like doing murals uh, illegally and whatnot. <laughs> it, it was this incredible dynamic. You better be careful who listens to this podcast. I love it. Hey, I'll do a, I'll do a whole nother podcast just on graffiti. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, but the point is, is um, it was never brought to my attention. There was no dichotomy. There was no context or backdrop. It, it just, I existed in a space um, that was wild, both internally and externally. And, um, and it was never quite apparent to me and, until I was 19, realizing that I was no longer interested in living life the way I was, spending time with the people that I was spending time with. I recognized a lot of internal dysfunction. And um, I was one beautiful day out in the Tucson Mountain Park out west um, that I had a lot of realizations while outside, completely sober, completely sound of mind. I just had a lot of realizations and um, it was in a natural space that a lot of those things came to me. So there's a, a whole nother story to that. But, um, you know, as a kid, it's like you mentioned, that I don't know why I wanted to get tough feet, but it just seemed like I wanted to be able to walk on rocks and hot asphalt because half the year... It was hot, and I liked being barefoot. I think it's pretty funny because I'm a Jersey girl, and we did the same thing. Mm. We all wanted to be barefoot, and it was hot back there. And I, we lived near a creek, and the sand got hot, but that's what we did. It's, it's summer, and you just have to toughen your feet up and let's go. Yeah. So how did all of this tie into, lead you to, or direct you to working with the Arizona Trail Association. I think you should tell us what that is first, because not everybody is familiar with it. Sure. So what is it yeah. and why is it so important would be a great next segue. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I found the Arizona Trail Association uniquely. One, the Arizona Trail Association is a nonprofit organization which manages 800 plus miles of trail that runs from Mexico all the way to Utah. Um, it's a trail that's existed for thousands of years. Indigenous peoples have used routes, which the Arizona Trail is on, um, to navigate and move through this landscape. Um, and now the organization has continued to connect trails and create it, uh, create it into a national scenic trail, which um, there are a lot of throughout the country. So it's really a privilege to work with this group, a really small group um, of people um, who keep this trail usable for everybody who is able to use it. It's completely free, it's open, um, and every day we work to make it more accessible, so it's a privilege. Is it mostly um, volunteers or is it paid staff and volunteers? It's mainly volunteers. We have nine staff, most of them based in Tucson. That's what yeah. I thought. Um, really, it's the volunteers and the donors who keep it alive. I mean, we would nine people cannot keep 850 miles right. you know, usable, <laughs> but... People wake up every day. No matter how passionate they are. Yeah, really, you know. Um, 
But it really takes a community. It's an incredible example of how a community can keep something together that doesn't provide any capital. It's just a trail for health, enjoyment, and connection to nature. It's amazing. Well, what I think is interesting about Arizona, and I'm back hiking again after a hiatus, mm. is that people fly here, drive here, come here because of all the trails, yeah. because of Sabino Canyon, because of Mount Lemmon, because of mm. Finger Rock. I mean, there are so many things. I mean, Seven Falls, I didn't mean Finger Rock, but mm-hmm. I'm never climbing that. <laughs> and it's even though it's not like a revenue generator I know that it's one of the things that Visit Tucson wants to promote even more of Mm -hmm. all of these wonderful, healthy outside spaces. And Mm -hmm. it's the, I've been at a couple of things, and I was trying to remember when I was prepping for this, where Arizona Trails, it might have been the film festival Mm -hmm. that Summit Hut does, Mm -hmm. that they got awards. They got awards, the Arizona Trail Association. So I am familiar with them, and it's just, there's so many beautiful places to hike out here. And that's to keep it going the way that you do is pretty amazing. So I want to tie this into some of the notes you gave me. And I think this would be great if we could do a whole show someday. I would love it. But given the state of the country, our city, our county in the midst of this pandemic, and actually always from your view and you wrote some very contemplative, very thoughtful notes mm-hmm. to Kelly that I read. What can nature provide us um, in the face of some of these very personal challenges so many of us have going on? I mean, mental health is being talked about. <laughs> How does being out in nature help? I think you know quite a bit about that. Yeah. Wow. Where do I begin? <laughs> I mean, consider... Consider your relationships with anybody in your life. Consider your relationships with your your job. Consider your relationships um, with your community. You know, so much of those relationships depend on expectations. Those relationships depend on culture. They depend on, you know, societal norms and expectations. And we live our lives um, based on society. And, and that makes sense. We're a social species. We have a really complicated cultural system. And many different cultural systems exist in this country alone, let alone the world. When we step outside into a natural space, we're looking at millions and millions of years of ecological culture, of ecological uh, interaction with, with hundreds and thousands of millions of intricate organisms and individuals cohabitating. It's not harmonious. That word is often misused. But it is not exploited. We, When you step outside, you're able to be a part of a neighborhood, a community. We're visitors walking through. But when we stop and spend some time observing, we, we can recognize and witness that we are a part of an intricate system of things that aren't exploiting each other. And in the United States, it's, we participate in a system of exploitation. Um, every one of us is targeted uh, as a consumer. Every one of us is targeted as uh, somebody with an opinion to advocate about something. We are often stimulated through sensationalized media to advocate, to speak up, to make a stand. And all of that is important. But every day, every hour, every minute, it is exhausting. Spending time outside is really a liberating space because we can participate in something that is far older than us. Which brings me to another point, which is ancestry. 
being outside allows us to connect to all of our ancestry. It allows us to connect to something that is rooted deep into our genes. Um, every sapien on the planet has a harmonious relationship with nature. And I use that word intentionally this time um, because we've evolved with it. Our bodies evolved to work with rocks and slopes and trees and running water and sunlight. These are natural rhythms that our brain chemically works with. Um, and so when we move into those spaces again, one, we can take a mental break. We can take an emotional break. We can take a spiritual break. We can be a part of a system that is not exploiting us, not targeting us, not judging us. One thing I love that I've heard is nobody looks at a tree and says, well, that tree is ugly because it's bent that way. Or that tree is, <laughs> look at that tree, it's so chubby. Let's hope they don't. <laughs> right. That tree is darker than the other tree. <laughs> exactly. But we do that with each other daily. We do it with ourselves in the mirror every morning. Um, we don't do it with the things outside. The things outside just are. The more time we spend out there, the more time that that outward uh, per permissiveness and relaxation can exist inward. And so to keep it short, I think that in a lot of ways, it is a break. And there's never been a time that I think we've needed more. And for me, my simple answer is it's quiet. Mm -hmm. If you go out in nature, even in my backyard, which is in the city, mm. You can hear the birds, you can see the butterflies. We're fortunate enough we have hummingbirds. And I've been under a lot of stress lately mm -hmm. for work and we're moving and there's a lot. And the only thing that calms me down is if I take a deep breath and say, you need to go outside. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about all of the other things that it's doing that are healthy, but nature heals. And mm -hmm. you're right, it's not combative. It just is. It just shows up. Mm -hmm. It asks nothing of you. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important. Like now in the desert, all of the cacti are blooming mm -hmm. and it's gorgeous. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's a wonderful time. The desert really does speak. So mm -hmm. I think it's um, it was great having you here and having you share some of those deep thoughts, which I agree with. I mean, we have a lot of mental health issues, depression, anxiety. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that going on because of COVID, and it just kind of exacerbated whatever else was going on before that. So mm -hmm. I think the timing for you to be on and share those thoughts is great, and your message is clearly get out in nature and just soak it up. Mm -hmm. It asks nothing of you. And Absolutely. there's no noise. It's when my daughter and I go for a walk in the morning, it's so quiet and we're surrounded by noise all the time. So thank you. Thanks for showing up. I'm not quite sure who recommended you to come, whether it was Edith or Francisco, but I am going to thank them. Mm. And thanks for the work you do. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, I run a program called Seeds of Stewardship. It's a free outdoor education program for all youth in Tucson. I also mentor youth. I run an eight-month internship to train youth to be environmental educators, um, as well as good human beings. Um, and that's between August and May each year. So, And that's with the Arizona Trail Association. So uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me this platform to speak and appreciate it. I appreciate it too. So it's Seeds of Stewardship and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And I hope you'll spread the word about this interview because I think it will be helpful to some people. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. You are welcome. Thank you. Thank you.